projects that we were involved with took a huge amount of work. And I just want to thank uh, Aaron was kind of overseeing the what we called our project team, and Jay Saul was in charge of that. He was serving with Kevin Dottenbein and John Benson and Darla. And they just did a fantastic job. I think the week before, it was like a full-time job for them. Just going to every site, talking with people, figuring out what needed to be done, getting all the materials, all of that. And so I just want to say a big thanks to each one that was involved with that. And I'm going to have uh, Eric come up and share just a little bit about his perspective, kind of watching that whole thing happen. And then after that, I'll have Casey come up. Unlike him, uh, who's been in mission projects all over the world, this is my first one, my first mission trip. So I was thankful to have the opportunity to do this. And we had, I think it's almost 46 volunteers. I'm looking at a lot of blue shirts. It looks like about 25 or 30 blue shirts here today. Some I know were on local mission trips, but didn't wear the blue shirts. They were like 46 people. That's that's a lot. Um, this was uncharted water service. Never done this local mission trip. And we had, um, some consultants over from uh, New Richmond helping us out, but this was God working through the Bethany family to do this, and uh, just was amazing to me how we went off on this, uh, being obedient, uh, knowing that we just felt called to do this, and pulled it off. I think we, we started out with a list of about 12 projects, by the end of the week I think we ended up with more than 20, I think we lost track of how many we actually did, we kind of kept multiplying. Um, but it was an amazing week. Uh, when you think about helping people and people in need, you don't have to go to Ukraine or Philippines. There are plenty of people in need right here um, in Soviet. And some of these places are tucked away. Um, they're, they're hidden from view. Uh, I don't know how many times people have driven down Schofield Avenue by 89Q, the subway, and the Buffalo Wings and Rings. Uh, there's a place called Green Acres that's tucked right there. And uh, you want to see people in need, go take, take a drive through there. It was very impactful. We had to drop some furniture off at one of the trailers uh, at Green Acres. And you realize that there is great need here right in Schofield. I think what, what we all realize, too, is that the people really, what they really need is Jesus. And this mission trip is just a vehicle to get to know people, to be in a relationship with people. Uh, we did a project um, with George and Cindy Apple, and Kevin headed that up. And, took the ceiling, the, the kitchen ceiling was in disrepair, so we had to take the ceiling out, and we had poles in their, their kitchen wall, and we were working on that. Here's George is um, a former army ranger, so very, very proud man, very independent man for much of his life, and, but he's had heart attacks, multiple heart attacks, and now he can't work on a ceiling. It's just something that he's not capable of doing. So we did that, took out the old ceiling, put a new ceiling, patched the walls, and on Monday, I think he was a little bit, you know, kind of not so comfortable with people coming in his house and having him get help. Um, by midweek, he was watching us, Kim and I were the team there at midweek, watching us, paying attention, how are you doing that, how are you putting the, the mud on, and sanding it down, all this prep work. And he actually, in the end, he was asking if he could maybe finish up some of the work. And, uh, and then we'd always get that done in a couple hours, and then we'd have coffee time with George. Uh, we talked to him, and you know, he's a guy, but he's not so high in the church thing, and, and we just hope that, that somehow, and, and 
that week with George, maybe we gave him a nudge to get in the right direction and get to know Jesus. I know Kevin stopped by afterwards and talked to him about that as well. So that's that's why we do this. This local mission trip is is using our gifts that God gave us to get into relationship with somebody else. That's our mission. Our mission at Bethany to honor God by being in relationship with each other and with Jesus. So I, I feel like it was just an incredible week. Um, I know the people that, that volunteered felt the same way. The people that support us in the evenings. Uh, just fantastic week. And uh, I look forward to doing it again next year. So I'm going to call this our first annual local mission trip. So again, thanks to everyone involved that made it such a great experience. Thank you. And uh, at this point, Casey. Um, I just had an amazing week. I, I was praying this morning, and I said, I cannot explain the joy that's in my heart. And so I asked God to, to give me some words this morning, so hopefully he does. Amen? <laughs> um, one, thing I, one thing, I was on a project Monday. I was actually putting a garage door on, and a garage like a walk-in one. And I texted my wife, and I said, hey, honey, I'm putting a garage door in. And she goes, she goes yes, and learn well. So, <laughs> I think just like George, I learned how to do stuff that I didn't know how to do this week, so it was a blessing for me. But uh, one of the things we went and did this week with uh, some of our youth was we went to the skate park and we served about 60 or 70 skateboard uh, kids at a camp that Fellowship of Christian Athletes put on. And again, glory to God, it was the same week as our mission trip, so it worked out. But uh, we went and served them in uh, just having a hot dog in your hand and a lemonade in the other hand gives you time to talk to kids, just to be honest. So it doesn't matter what you look like or anything. But it was a, it was an awesome time. And you, know, you look at some of these kids, they hold their hats on sideways and they're, you know, they just look like they're gonna eat you or hit you or something. I don't know. And and all of a sudden you start talking to them and you realize they have they have real needs. And it's so exciting that our church is out serving them without excuse did a concert for them, which was awesome. And and so just giving praise to God for this week. Uh, there's another group of teenagers and us went out and we had axes in our hands. <laughs> and we're a part of the Axe Club. And I shouldn't have said that because you're not supposed to say you're part of the Axe Club. But we, we were out there and we were chopping wood and we were taking stumps out and we were doing all this work for God. And, and the lady, the husband came up, and I hope I don't steal anybody else's story here, but he said, I've been, I tried 20, I did 25 hours of work in my backyard. He had like 11 or 12 stumps. And, and, and he couldn't tell, I'm just being honest. And, and he was just overwhelmed by this project that he had to do. And so we came out with about seven or eight strong backs, strong arms, and, and got these stumps out and, and had a payloader, which really helped. <laughs> and uh, we did this project. But the lady, I was talking to her, she has a bunch of family. She has kids. She says, we always take kids to BBS. We always, you know, we're always about that. And I said, man, be about church on Sunday because football only lasts so long in your life. And and, uh, and she, I think she took good to that because <laughs> we were serving her. And uh, but I, but one thing that I said, I said, when you look out in your backyard, I hope that when you don't see stumps, that you see Jesus. And I hope you don't think about Bethany. I hope you don't think about our church. I hope you don't think about us. I hope you just think about Jesus Christ because this was because of Him. And so give Him glory and praise this morning. It was an amazing week, and I'm just excited to do it again. And Pastor Kim is coming up to share his story this week.
to share a, a passage, and so I, <clears throat> I, it was a similar experience that happened 2,000 years ago, and it was different, but in some ways it's similar, and it's Luke 10 and verses 17 and 20. I'd like, I'd like to just uh, read that, read those two verses, and then, and then make a few comments in just reflecting back. It says, the 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. <laughs> Verse 20. Jesus is speaking here. And let me just read the words in between here. Jesus replies to this. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, Jesus said, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. I want to thank just a couple briefly again. I know I said thank you, but I also want to thank, you know, we've we talked about the leaders, but I want to thank all of the volunteers who were involved. And uh, I know we ordered I know we ordered 70, 72 churches shirts. I think there's about 16 left. We had a lot of people that were involved in a variety of capacities. But I just want to thank each one of you. It was about a year ago that we asked ourselves this question. If we closed our doors, would people in the community go, oh, did you hear what happened? Bethany is no longer here. We're going to miss them. And we took an honest, you know, look at that question. Would our community miss us? And we honestly had the answer, probably not. Now, people here in this church would miss Bethany, would miss Bethany but, but we had to come to, we came to the conclusion that probably the vast majority of people would go, oh, was there a church there? And so we just felt God calling us to, to change the answer to that question. And so, you know, Bob opened our opening morning with a verse from Ephesians that says, it is by grace that you've been saved through faith. You know, it's not by works. Lest anyone should boast. This isn't about, we're not here because it works. But the very next verse, as Bob pointed out, says, but we are his workmanship created to do works. God has saved us for the purpose of doing works. And so we're not saved by works, but we're saved to do those works. And so I, I just want to thank each one that had a part in, in doing those works. And I think beginning... I think it's just beginning, but I think it's beginning to change. Hopefully, down the road, people in this community would say, you know what, we would really miss that church if it wasn't here. Secondly, I want to thank those who so graciously allowed us to serve them. And I know what it's like to have someone serve me. Uh, for some of our people, there were health issues that didn't allow them. For some, it's they've gotten to an age in their life where they can't do it. For others, there are economic reasons why they can't uh, do something. Whatever the reason, it takes a level of humility to open up and have and allow people to come in and serve you. And uh, I'm just very grateful for those who are just willing to do that. So just a thank you there. Verse 17. Just want to make it's only going to be it's going to be short this morning. I'm just going to make a few comments, and then we're going to show you our, our Week in Review video. I want to thank uh, Dave and Heather ahead of time and those who took pictures. Uh, and I know they were, Dave and Heather were up last night, still working on that. There 
as much time. And so just a special appreciation to them. Verse 17, we said they came back. The disciples, you know, they had come. These were just, some of these people were very smart people. Uh, most of them weren't. Most of them in our culture probably, comparatively, did not graduate from high school. You know, Peter, James, and John, these guys, they went fishing as soon as they learned how to fish. And so these are just common people that Jesus has called. And he sends them out on mission. And they go out and they experience things they never experienced before. They saw the power of God doing things they could never do. And so they come back and they are so excited. It says the 72 returned with joy. And they said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Very excited. There's a lesson here. And, and the lesson is that as a church goes out in the name of Jesus Christ to set captives free, that church will experience the power of God. And we can come and sing our songs here together. And we can have our Bible studies here. But if we are not on mission, it will become an empty religious game and the power of God will not be manifested in the midst of that kind of body, a body that has turned inward on itself. And so, you know, I'm just very excited about not only the call that's God given, has given us, but the response of many, uh, many of you in this congregation to respond to that call and to go out. And that is when you really experience and see the power of God just like the disciples did here. Because there is an enemy out there. And as we go out in the power of the gospel, it is a spiritual battle that we now, through the power of Christ in us, can see the victories taking place in people's life. That is so exciting to see. <clears throat> so, here they are. And Jesus affirms that. He says, you know, Jesus replied, he said, you know what I saw? I saw Satan falling like lightning. So, Jesus is saying, as you're experiencing the power of my power over the demons, I'm seeing the very prince of them all. I'm seeing him falling from heaven like lightning. We are taking down the enemy, and Christ would ultimately defeat that enemy on the cross. And so this is just a this is a, a glimpse into the victory that is ours and the power that is ours over the powers that hold people in our community. So Jesus here affirms that. He doesn't scold them for being excited about that. And he, he really affirms that. But in verse 20, he says, nevertheless, or however. And so it's kind of like a but here. And he's saying, okay, guys, it's, you know, it's good for you to be excited about that but. Remember this. Remember this. Verse 20. Do not rejoice that the spirits of you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. He's saying here, there's something more exciting about this, about this mission trip. You can't live solely off of the joy of mission. Sometimes the mission doesn't go well. Uh, sometimes the mission is very difficult. Sometimes there is persecution. Sometimes there is great resistance. And so he's saying, that can't be your, your ultimate joy. What he's saying here is that what you need to do is that you need to find your joy in the fact that your name is written in heaven. You need to find your ultimate joy in, in having this picture of this huge banquet table, and there is your plate with your name 
beside that place. That's the kind of joy, you know, the joy that comes from, from realizing that you know the Father and you know Jesus Christ. That is the greatest joy. Uh, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 22, Jesus said something very interesting. He said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform miracles? And then I will say them plainly. Never knew you. Away from you. Jesus says you can even cast out demons. You can get excited about spiritual power and, and things in the spiritual realm that are happening. But if you don't know me, then you have missed it. Because the ultimate joy is to know that you are forgiven. It's to know that you are in relationship to God through his son Jesus Christ. That your name is written in heaven. I, uh, I really enjoyed doing a project this week. I was I had muscles I didn't realize I had, or problem I didn't have those muscles. That was really the problem. Uh, standing over your head and, and working on the sheetrock project with Karen and Jay and, and Kevin. Uh, I let like Kevin go in and do all the hard work. Uh, they got the ceiling up there in place, and then we got to go back and work on it. I, I really enjoyed the project. Uh, but you know, I, think one, I think the highlight was being able to sit down with a cup of coffee and, and just know, and it's more cup, sit down with a cup of coffee and share the gospel. And you know, I was just thinking about the gospel. You know, the gospel means good news. And so being able to sit down and just say, you know, and this is the gospel in, in 60 seconds, that we have all failed. We have all failed to live up to the law. That we stand condemned before a holy and a righteous God. And that we are in serious trouble. But God, because of his great love for us as his creation, as his people, came as God, became a man, dwelt among us, lived a perfect life, completely fulfilled the law, and then went to that cross and took upon himself all the wrath and all the condemnation and all of the judgment for my sin and for your sin. Took it upon himself. Died. Rose again. He's coming back to take to himself all who believe and trust in his work on their behalf. I mean, that is just... You know, it's great to get a new porch. It's great to get a new ceiling. It's great to get a new wheelchair ramp into your house and to get it for free. But that's nothing compared to what God is offering. And so, you know, to have the opportunity to sit down and say, you know, I was glad that I could help you with a new ceiling, but God's got something so much greater for you. <clears throat> and you don't have to pay for it. You can't work for it. You just have to graciously receive gift of God through eternal life. That is the greatest joy. The greatest joy. Father, I, we just thank you for thank you for the gospel today. We thank you for those of us who have understood it and received it, that it is the source of such great joy because we will spend eternity with you. And you have given us your spirit now to to comfort us and guide us and teach us and help us. Father, I pray for anyone here today who has yet to respond to the gospel. 
They might just open up their heart and just invite you to come in and save them. That they would receive this free pardon, this free gift. It was made possible through your life and your death and your resurrection. Father, may you continue to bear fruit through the works of this week and through the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, now as we just take this moment and conclude the service and, and uh, Father, as we see these visual pictures, we just give you great joy for this opportunity this week to be your church. We pray this in Jesus' name.